I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. Once upon a time, a long, long time ago, bunch of guys in powdered wigs and funny hats carrying flintlocks got it right all those years ago some of them didn't like each other very much but they understood the value of what they called e pluribus unum now roughly translated e pluribus unum means teamwork and you know we're yelling at each other a lot these days but i am very glad to see that we still take time out from screaming to enjoy our fireworks, our hot dogs, our baseball, and our beer. And we do it together. I got a lesson about that a while ago at a baseball game. It was a shot in the gut that made me feel so good, so proud, that I wrote about it in my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot. Available at Amazon.com. Shameless plug. Anyway, in staying happy, healthy, and hot, I was telling you that it happened at a New York Mets game when the PA announcer asked everyone to stand and honor America as eight-year-old Grace somebody sings our national anthem. I don't remember Grace's last name, and I wish I did because little Grace was amazing. She walked out behind home plate and stood in front of the, the thousands of us waiting to see the game in all of her four-foot-something, maybe 90 pounds worth of little girl splendor. She was probably the only person in the stadium wearing a dress. Pink, I think, with a little yellow bow on top. Lady Wonderwench and I stood up, we put our hot dogs and beers on our seats, and we put our hands over our hearts. As I said, little Grace was amazing. She took a deep breath, and she started to sing... Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light. It was a little girl's voice, but it had just a hint of a suggestion in it that in a few years she might sound a bit like the the late, great Whitney Houston, but not yet. What so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming. I started thinking about how proud my lady and I are are of our our two little girls, grown-up women now, with their own kids whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight over the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. The old guy in the row in front of me had one arm around his wife, and in his other hand was a a very ancient baseball cap. He was holding it over his heart. Cap said Army, probably circa Korea, maybe even World War II, I don't know. But he stood as straight and tall and proud as my dad used to stand. And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air. The old guy and his wife began to sing along with little Grace, very quietly, a little bit off-key, but singing. And Lady Wonderwench started singing along with them, singing and crying. She's crying softly, and, and I know she was thinking about her brother Bob. Bob's simple white cross stands in the sand behind Otis Air Force Base on Cape Cod. Gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. More and more of the people around us started singing very quietly, a little off-key, but singing together. 
Oh, say, does that star-spangled banner yet wave? I think all of us were singing now, very quietly, still the loft key, but singing, all of us, together, all around the field, or the land of the free. <laughs> Even I was singing, quietly and off-key, I guess, but singing, and thinking about my Uncle Joe, the World War II B-17 navigator, and my brother Jeff, did a second U.S. Army tour in Vietnam because he knew the experience that he got the first time around would save a couple of buddies. He was right. Cost him a chunk of his leg. But he never talks about his purple heart or his bronze star. And the home of the brave. We all sang it together, quietly, little off-key. That amazing little Grace, the old guy and his wife, my lady wonder wench, me with my shirt that says Brooklyn across the front, and thousands of other people who just came to enjoy a baseball game together. It wasn't a huge, majestic sound. It was really kind of quiet, a little bit off-key. But it was all of us, together. And I don't think any of us expected that. There was an almost embarrassed moment of stunned silence. And someone in the bleachers cut loose with one of those long, loud, two fingers between the teeth teeth whistles, and, and the place exploded with applause and laughs, and, and more than a few tears, and so much pride, so much pride that we all felt right at that moment, and we all felt it together. We all forgot about yelling at each other for a while. It was an e pluribus unum moment, out of many one. Teamwork, e pluribus unum, is, you know, it, that's more than just a slogan on our money. It's what makes us unique. It's what makes us so powerful. No nation has ever done what we do on the scale that we're doing it. No country anywhere near our size, with our power, our wealth, our thrust, no country has ever been governed by its own people. America is an amazing experiment in how such a fiercely independent people can govern ourselves. We yell at each other a lot, but we know that keeping our priceless independence in a sometimes very nasty world depends on our teamwork. Sometimes hard to know when we have to stop yelling at each other for the sake of the team, but we know that only teamwork will keep us strong enough so we can yell at each other as long and as loud as we like and, <laughs> and nobody can tell us we have to shut up. Six details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's making you sweat out the other ear and you can calm down and maybe catch the next foul ball that gets popped up your way. The smart guys in the white lab coats tell us that unlike humans, rabbits don't get headaches. Maybe that's why there are so many rabbits. Who knows? If the answer is Catherine Zeta-Jones popsicle. What is the question? If the answer is Catherine Zeta-Jones Popsicle, what is the question? Don't know, do you? Of course not, I haven't told you yet, but I will in a minute. Did you know that one escalator carries 11 times as many people as one elevator? Heard a story once about a blonde who got stuck in an escalator for three days, but I don't believe it. A recent study revealed that American guys walk about 900 miles every year and we drink an average of 22 gallons of beer annually. 
which means American guys get about 41 miles to the gallon. <laughs> All right, if the answer is Catherine Zeta-Jones' popsicle, the question is, what would I like to come back as if there really is such a thing as reincarnation? If there really is such a thing as reincarnation, I would like to come back as Catherine Zeta-Jones Popsicle. <laughs> oh, come on! Please figure that one out before it melts. Dicks to Tales, they take your mind off your mind. A little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or my spoken word CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com, shameless plug, please tell a couple of friends, will you? Because they might like them too, and you would be doing me a favor. So thanks. By the way, today's podcast is based on a story on page 28 book. Baseball, fireworks, hot dogs, and beer. Stuff we all like to do together on Independence Day. E pluribus unum. Out of many, one. Teamwork. Our experiment in governing ourselves. It's noisy sometimes. We seem to really enjoy yelling at each other every once in a while. But all in all, you know, it's still working. And it's pushing 250 years now. That's pretty good. There is a story about a kind of independence that... I guess for some reason couldn't work in my Night Connections 3 spoken word CD. If this were the other way around, if she were still waiting for you at this hour, when you had a 7 o'clock dinner date, it would fit nicely into one of those old Cary Grant black and white movies they show on Sunday afternoon television. You've been fascinated with this woman for years. She's beautiful, she's strong, and she is so damn independent. You like women who are your match in every way. When you first became lovers, you offered to pay her apartment rent, and she just laughed and landed a better job than you had. Then you asked her to marry you, and she laughed again, but gently. And when you later married someone else, she gladly became your mistress. There's no question in your mind that she loves you, and very little question that she's faithful to you, with some small exceptions, every once in a while. Not because she loves someone more than you, and she's not torn apart by lust. She just likes to be sure her independence is still working. But you know, there's a line between independence and consideration. And how far does her independence push your patience until it bruises your love? She's done worse than this before. You planned a vacation trip with her, Mexico. And she just never showed up at the airport. When you called, she said, I just changed my mind. When your wife caught you in bed with her and asked for a divorce, you asked her to marry you again. And she said she'd think about it. She's supposed to tell you her answer tonight. Actually, she was supposed to tell you her answer last week, but she said she simply hadn't made up her mind. And so tonight, tonight you'll make up her mind for her. Tonight it's over. 
She's not really the romantic, independent, wild woman you've made her out to be. You realize now that she is spoiled, selfish, and manipulative. It's only lasted this long because so are you. But tonight you're declaring your own independence. Quick and easy. The only question is, how final will it be? His independence from her lasted several years. But then, right out of the blue, she called him. And she asked if his offer was still good. And he declared an unconditional surrender. But then, he looked me right in the eye at that meeting just a few months ago. And he said, I shouldn't have done that. I think it didn't work because she really didn't understand the power of teamwork. The story is called Independence. It's from my Night Connections 3 spoken word CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to www.dicksummer.com and check out the Night Connections 3 icon right there on the homepage. You know, sometimes when you go to a ball game, you get more than a game and a a hot dog and, and a beer. Right after Amazing Little Grace led us all in singing the Star Spangled Banner at that Mets game, A little guy by the name of Tyler threw out the ceremonial first pitch. Now, Tyler looked like about six years old. He was wearing a little league uniform and a fiercely determined look on his face. He threw from a full windup, and he threw a strike. The crowd gave him a big cheer. Then the announcer mentioned that Tyler was a representative of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And the crowd was quiet for a moment. And then they went nuts. As you may know, the Make-A-Wish Foundation is an organization devoted to helping make at least one wish come true for kids like little Tyler, who are probably going to die soon. Little Tyler knew he didn't have much time left, but he had only one thing on his mind. He went out there, he went into his full wind-up, and he threw his strike. He didn't let the fact that he knew he wasn't going to throw very many more pitches stop him. He just reared back and fired his pitch. And it made me think about that song that we sang together with Amazing Little Grace. You know, the one about the bright stars and the broad stripes and the perilous night. You know, that song ends with a question to which I think Francis Scott Key really would like to have known the answer all those years ago. The question is... Oh, say, does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave? And you know what? My shot in the gut answer is yes. Yes. 
and I think it'll keep waving freely. As long as we have kids like Amazing Little Grace and Tough Tyler and, and a bunch of ballparks full of Americans who are proud to stand up and sing that song about America. Even if we're all singing in different keys. Even if lots of the rest of the time we're yelling at each other. Because when we sing that song together, like we did at that ball game, there is some kind of power that turns on. It's, it's a genuine power that pulls us together. Even when we sometimes don't like each other very much. I guess that's, that's the power called teamwork. So, it's a very good thing that we have kids like Amazing Little Grace and Tough Tyler to teach us how to stop screaming at each other every once in a while and start behaving ourselves as much as possible anyway, like those guys in the powdered wigs and funny hats carrying those flintlocks. Once upon a time, all those years ago, Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths, come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.